Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to the Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. I am your host, Martha Tyler, and this week we are going to be talking about household managers and what that means. Um, and to do that, I have brought on Alicia Kroll. Hello, Alicia. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you. Um, Alicia reached out to me um, a few times, but yes. again, like, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and although time has stopped having meaning to me, so I'm not Same, sure exactly absolutely. when, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but, um, and she said that she didn't realize that I could record over the phone. And so, um, I just want to take this little moment and say, if anyone is sitting there being like, Oh man, I would love to be a guest on Chronicles of Nania, but I'm not in Chicago or anywhere close. Don't worry. We can set it up. <laughs> so reach out to me, chroniclesofnanny at gmail.com. I would love to collaborate with anyone who's interested. I feel um, like Zoom is saving everybody's lives right now. So <laughs> it really is. And and again, to say thank you, Alicia, for reaching out because- Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you. I, I, I really appreciate your podcast. So anything that you ever need help with, don't hesitate to ask me because if I can help, I will. Thank give back you. a little bit for all the help that you give in my community. So. <laughs> well, um, with that being said, let's hear a little bit about your background and, and your community. Sure. So um, I am the oldest of five. And so, you know, just like all of us with big families, we have been raising <laughs> siblings and, and other neighborhood kids, you know, since we were kids ourselves. Um, and so when I went off to school, um, it only made sense for me to go into the education field. And I, um, I kind of bounced around from education major to education major. You know, I started in music ed, I went into special ed, I went into elementary ed, and then I kind of was a little lost in college, like a lot of us are. And I, and I stopped going to school and, um, I started working at a daycare center. Um, and I moved my way up into being, um, the lead teacher of a preschool, um, classroom. And, um, that was a wonderful fit for me. And I I genuinely thought I was going to do that for the rest of my life, (laughs) you know, and, and then, you know, mother nature took, decided to take me on a different path. And, um, the school that I was working for, um, got sold to some new owners. 
um, in 2016. And um, those new owners were not people that I wanted to continue working for. Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of tripped and stumbled my way into the nanny world. You know, I had to leave that job, uh, my job at preschool for my mental health. And I was, you know, a 20 something without a job <laughs> and a friend of a yeah. friend was struggling to find childcare. And so I kind of tripped and stumbled into being a nanny. And then, um, so my first family um, that I worked for, um, I worked about three days a week um, with, a, with their daughter was six months old when I started. Um, and then their neighbors across the street um, were having their second child and um, their older child's daycare was closing. And so we kind of moved into a nanny share situation after um, they had their baby. And um, I worked for them for about a year and a half. And during that year and a half, um, I finished my degree finally. Um, um, and I, I do have my degree. It's amazing. In like once you find your direction, yes. much easier it becomes to like finish. Absolutely. Like when I think about my first go at college compared to my second go at college, I'm like, why do we send 18 year olds to college? <laughs> sometimes? Like some of them do great and that's yeah. great. But I'm like, oh my gosh, this was so much less confusing when I knew what I wanted to do. And uh, my student loans reflect how much <laughs> that was a mistake for me to go to college right off of high school, but yeah. you know, live and learn and, and that's okay. So, um, but yeah, so I do have my degree in early childhood education with a minor in child development. Um, and um, while I was working in that nanny share and earning my degree, I, I became more involved in the nanny community. I joined some of the online groups and, you know, I started listening to podcasts like yours and, and stuff like that. And I learned a lot about the nanny industry that I didn't know before. You know, we all did the babysitting since we were 14 and, and whatever, but I didn't know that it was like an industry, you know, and I didn't know that there were laws and I didn't know, you know, there were standards that should be followed and why those standards should be followed. And, you know, I was one of those, I don't need a contract, like it's fine. And then, you know, a year into it, it was not fine, you know, um, and, and it went, oh, and I can take a salary, like it's not a big deal. And then I went from working 30 hours a week to slowly working 65 hours a week for the same amount of money, you know? Yep. And, and then, so like, as I learned these things and as these, you know, these things sort of creeped into that job, um, I started speaking up about them to the parents and, and Hey, like we really need to be taking out taxes and we really need to be, um, you know, just change the verbiage so that I'm paid hourly. And, and, you know, Oh, when we calculate this out with how many hours I'm working, I'm actually not even making minimum wage anymore. And so we need to fix that. And, and, um, that relationship, we just, you know, it, we realized that going forward, it just wasn't a good fit anymore. And, and that was fine. And we left fairly, you know, amicably and, and it was fine. Um, and I found a new job um, with um, a family that was expecting twins. Um, yes. And they have, they have um, two older siblings. Um, one of them, uh, well, they have an older sibling and an older cousin who basically lives with them. Right. Um, so um, yeah, her dad lives close by and her mom unfortunately passed away when she was very young. And so um, my employer's kind of took her under their wing and she's basically that older boy's sibling, you know? <laughs> right. Um, and then they had twins and they said, we need a nanny. <laughs> you know? uh, mom and dad are both business owners. And, and so they need weird hours sometimes. And, and with four kids, it's, it was honestly cheaper for them to hire a nanny than it was to put four kids into daycare. And so yeah. um, that worked out really well. Um, and, um, as I, you know, learned from my first job, my nanny share, and I moved into my second job and I requested all these things that are legal. I, you know, a contract was 
done right away and, and legal pay and, you know, guaranteed hours and benefits and all those things that are standard within our industry. Those people, you know, the people that I work for now, they have said, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Sign it, sign date, you know, whatever. We'll, we'll take whatever you will give you, whatever you want to take care of these babies. (laughs) You know, they treated me like a professional and I was very like, jaw to the floor when they just like said yes to everything. And then, you know, I learned that that was, that's how it's supposed to be, you know, right. that's how it, you know, and, and so, yeah, it's been a really wonderful working relationship with them for the past two and a half years or so. Um, and in that time I, um, have found that, so I live in St. Cloud, Minnesota, which is about an hour and a half West of the twin cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul. And there are a couple of agencies down in the Minneapolis, St. Paul area, but there's nothing really around the St. Cloud area. And I found that, um, in my area, one St. Cloud is growing very quickly. Um, and like to the point where daycares can't keep up, you know, there's, you know, it's, we, I feel like we've gotten three new high schools in the past five years. Like this town is just growing so quickly. And, um, you know, every year there's new regulations on daycares. And so a lot of daycares are closed, especially those in-home daycares are closing. And so, um, and the other thing that I realized is that my experience with that first family was not uncommon. You know, a lot of people don't know about the nanny industry and they don't know, both nannies and parents that are looking to hire nannies don't know to look at a contract, to look at payroll systems, to look at, you know, all of those things. And I know, um, I know families that have been in, in trouble because they paid right. their nanny under the table and they just didn't know any better. And they told me like the financial details of the trouble they got in and holy pajamas, like that's no good. Like, uh, you know, yeah. and so, um, uh, I decided to open an agency, um, while I worked for them and them being business owners themselves, they were just a wonderful support system. And, you know, initially minorly concerned, like, please don't leave us. Like you're right. going to be so successful. <laughs> we, we love you so much. And you're going to be so good at this. But please don't leave us. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, but they were so wonderful with like the things that, you know, I have learned a lot about the nanny industry and obviously my, my passion and my education is in childcare. But when it came to running a business, like that's a whole new world, but they were right. great about, like, how do I find insurance, you know, and, and how do I find a legal team and, you know, just things right. like that. And I have this contract, but is this contract actually legally sound? And how do I, find, you know, so many, there's so many nannies out there that have contracts, but when it comes down to it, if you ever had to take somebody to court, you know, or the family or the nanny had to like, if there was legal action taken, would that contract actually hold up? And, you know, I wanted to make sure all those things were done. And so um, they were very helpful there. And the other reason that I really wanted to start my agency is because I had heard more and more within my community um, of nannies, um, falling victim to yucky people with ill intentions on the internet you know stereotypically nannies are young women now we're not all women and we're not all quote unquote young you know (laughs) but you know that's that's the stereotype of a nanny and and in the town that I live in there is a fairly large college and you know when I was in college if somebody would have said oh I know this person and and they recommended me to you will you come watch my kids tonight I would have done it you know but 10 years ago that isn't as scary as it is now, you know, in the internet and anybody can be anybody, like even on like the, you know, the bigger like websites, you know, for nannies and stuff, anybody can be anybody, anybody who's got 20 bucks, you know, can sign up for a profile on those things. And so, yeah. And so I, that was the other like big fuel behind my fire to start my agency is that I wanted to keep my nanny community safe. I wanted to educate the parent community. I wanted to, you know, give 
um, my, my, my community, another daycare option, because the, especially with infants, especially people with multiples, like there weren't a lot of daycare options because, right. you know, even if you call the second you find out you're pregnant, you can get put on an 18 month waiting list. And then what do you do? You know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that, that was kind of all my, my, I, my big fuels to start my agency. So I opened my agency in May of 2019. So about a year ago. Yeah. Um, and it's been really great. Congrats. And we've, we've opened a second. Yeah. Thank you. And it, we've, we've opened a second location now and, and we've got a lot of things in place that a lot of other agencies don't do, but a lot of other agencies are taking notice. You know, right. we criminal background check our clients, you know, mm -hmm. to make sure that our nannies are in safe and secure situations. You know, we require that nannies be paid legally. If you don't yeah. want to pay a nanny legally, I will turn down your business. I don't, you know, that's Good. fine. Go find a nanny somewhere else then because that's not something I support, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I had a, a family once, um, that the dad was like talking to me, you know, end of the day, mm -hmm. like when we first found out that we were pregnant and we were thinking about childcare. Yeah. Um, he was like, I looked into nannies and I kind of like typed in, you know, like nanny horror stories into Google just oh, to yeah, like check. And he was like, and what I found was that it like 90% of the time it, what it wasn't the nanny doing the horrible thing. It was with something being done, done to, to the nanny yeah, because of lifetime, you know, yeah. nannies yeah. are seen as like, you know, <laughs> yeah. And he was like, so that like weirdly made me feel better. Cause I knew we would treat the nanny well and that, yeah. Probably yeah. And I've had clients that say to me, like, you know, and I've had clients that are like, we're not comfortable doing a background check. I'm like, that's fine. Like, I'm happy to, you know, I'm happy to turn your money away then. Like, I don't, yeah. you know, I, I run my agency more as a passion project than as something that supports my lifestyle because I also run as a nanny. I also work as a nanny. And right. so I, like, if my agency doesn't make any money one month, like it kind of stinks, but it's not the end of the world. You know, I, and what, I a, what a wonderful place to be. Yeah. And I find that in my state anyway, I don't think any other agencies are nanny currently working nanny owned. And so I feel like that puts me in a place where I can hold my standards higher, both for my clients and my nannies, which is why the good nannies want to work for me and the serious clients come to me, which is really nice. I've sort of, you know, it's only been a year, but I'm starting to build up that reputation, which is a good one to have. Like that's yes. exactly what I want. Yes. So, um, yeah, absolutely. And then, um, so I opened my agency and then through my agency, I had a local to me mom call me in October of last year and said, Hey, you know, my husband and I had been struggling to get pregnant and we decided to do in vitro and they, they, um, they did two eggs or two embryos, you know, so we knew that the possibility of twins might be a thing. And, um, lo and behold, one of those embryos split and we are having triplets. <laughs> Yes, I'm like, let me tell you, children do not follow plans before they're born, even. Nope. <laughs> He's like, we just, we must have failed biology in high school or something, because we didn't even entertain the idea that there might be three. <laughs> you know, we were yeah. going to be excited about one, obviously, right. you know. So, um, And so I met her in October, and um, I talked about what she was looking for in a nanny, and and, you know, what her family could um, afford financially. And so I'm like, you're about to have three babies. Her, her plan is to take, um, 18 months off of work after the babies are born. So I'm like, okay, what, I don't, you know, want to get yucky, but I also want to make sure that my nanny is going to be in a safe financial situation. And I don't want you to be stretching yourself financially. And, and so, um, what they decided to do, um, is they are going to hire, or they did hire two nannies, 
um, to each work about 25 hours a week to um, preserve the nannies right. know, mentality, but also to um, legally avoid paying overtime, which is, right. you know, you know, it's not a, um, I don't think they did it in a yucky way, but it's, it's something that's going to allow them to have more support in this, mm -hmm. you know, trying time in their life, wonderful, <laughs> but trying time, you know, in their life. And I said, okay, here's the deal. I love you. First of all, the first time we talked to her, I talked to her for like three hours. Um, and I would love to be one of your nannies if I can make it fit with this other schedule. Like, obviously I don't want to leave my other family, you know, right. with the short end of the straw or anything. Um, and we made that work out. And so I'm going to be working for them about 24 hours or 20, five hours a week. Um, and then their other nanny is going to be working, I think about 20 hours a week. Um, yeah. and we each, we each have other jobs. So the other nanny has a second job. She's through my agency. And then I have my second job with my twins and the other two as well. So, um, that worked out really well. Um, and, and the, the triplets were coming, you know, they're, they were supposed to be born sometime in April was, you know, you can never tell with multiples, right. you know, when they're going to come. Um, but they were born at 33 and a half weeks, three weeks ago. Um, and they are in the NICU. Yeah. And they are in the NICU. And so, uh, but then COVID hit. <laughs> yeah. So, and that was a whole new wrench in our chain, you know? And so my, um, my normal family um, laid me off on um, the week of St. Patrick's Day. You know, they, you know, there's lots of tears involved and you are essential. I'm like, thank you. I know you think I'm essential, but I don't, I can't, you know, I don't want you to be stretching, you know, you have to take care of your family. You know, I own an agency. I'll be okay. You know, right. it'll be fine. And so, um, they um, laid me off and within eight hours I had a temp position lined up because <laughs> that is the wonderful world of owning an agency. I get first dibs, you know? Right, right. Um, and so I picked up a job with a temp family, um, which is a two mom family where both moms are doctors. Okay. Um, and yeah, and, and one of them is a, I'm going to refer to them as mama and mommy because that's how they refer to yeah. themselves within their household. And so mommy is a neurologist and mama is a OBGYN and mama was pregnant and she had her little girl about three three weeks, three and a half weeks ago. Um, and they pulled their kids there. They have two older children and they pulled their older children from daycare and they started working from home and very much isolated until um, that baby girl came because they wanted to make sure that um, both the pregnant mom and the new baby were going to be as safe as possible in this crazy climate that we're in right yeah. now. Um, and so, yeah, I, I moved in with them until the baby was born and which I got a little taste for live-in nanny life. And I don't know if that's ever going to be for me, <laughs> but you know, at yeah. the time a job a, is a, a nice job. little taste is good. A little like, taste is yeah. good. Yes. Especially as a agency owner, I have not had a client looking for a live-in nanny, but for me to like understand a little bit better is I feel like a valuable, um, was a valuable experience. So, um, and I understand why they didn't want me going back and forth until the baby was born either so yeah. um, but the baby is born now and, and so I go back and forth and I am going to keep working for them um, until the triplets come home which is really nice yeah. that they said well yeah we'll keep you working we don't want to put our kids back in daycare until we have to so we'll keep you working until um, we can't you know and so yeah. that's a really nice situation for me and then again they've been super supportive and very respectful of my boundaries and and things like that and and they've just been a wonderful blessing in my life and I I know that I've been quite a blessing in theirs it sounds like too yeah so. yeah I'm sure oh, you are so um, yeah my nannying experience and my you know background is a is a wonderful web of chaos you know yeah, but, but that's I what I love sports, about nanny so. journeys it it's is like yeah. I feel like all of them are unique and um and some, you know, some people are like, 
I knew from being a kid I wanted to be a nanny or yeah. some are like I stumbled into it you know yeah I didn't mean to do this. I I really thought I was going to be in a classroom for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which I am. My classroom just looks a little different now. So exactly, exactly. And what is the name of your agency? Um, Nannies of the North. Love it. Nannies of the North. Yeah, it makes me want to do it in like a Scottish accent. Right. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) When I was like trying to like Midwest Mary Pop, like there was a lot like coming up with the name. Like it sounds silly, but coming up with the name was like one of the hardest parts. Yeah. (laughs) An identifying a piece of information, you know, about your. And then I liked um, practically perfect partnerships. Like that was kind of an idea for a while, and then we nixed that because. It doesn't, it doesn't say what it is in the, right. you know, and so that was why we got rid of that one. And, and, um, as I kind of told you before we started recording, my boyfriend is a graphic designer. And so he was very helpful in building my brand and making sure yeah. that we did these things right away so that they wouldn't be problems down the road. And, and so he had that knowledge that I don't have, you know, right. um, and I've developed a whole new appreciation for, obviously I always respected his profession, but you know, now that I'm a client of his, <laughs> you know, yeah. and I need him to build me a website and I, I, I respect how much more that that is a craft, <laughs> you right. know, for sure. Yeah. It's a creative skill, but it's also, a, you know, a, like I said, a craft. So yeah, yeah that's, that's so kind true. of where I came from and where I'm at now. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that. I love hearing nanny journeys. <laughs> yeah. um, well, let's talk about household managers and sure. what it means. So, so in general, what is, what is a household manager? So it, it is exactly what it sounds like. You know, you, you manage a household, you know, and, and it, yeah, it does exactly as the title describes. And, and that can look so different depending on who you're looking for. And that's like when I started like doing research and taking notes to be ready for this podcast, I'm like, there's not an answer for what is a household man, just like what is a nanny? Well, it looks really different depending on who you're working for. So um, like traditional nanny um, responsibilities are obviously taking care of the children, you know, you know, putting their safety as their priority and, and, and all those things. And, and, you know, there's always that like that light household duties things that we hear, you know, (laughs) when I go along with nannies. And again, that can look so different depending on who you're working for. Very much can. But you know, like the traditional stuff that that normal nannies would do, or that would be in a in a traditional contract, you know, is children's laundry, is you know, cleaning up after yourself, maybe some light meal prep, um, and, and stuff like that, and taking children to their activities. And but mostly children centered. Act, yeah, yeah, active, absolutely. Yeah. You know, maybe um, during nap time, you go through closets or, you know, maybe some minor pet duties, you know, stuff like that. Um, but a household manager, I feel like um, has um, that to the, so, to the extreme. So, and again, it can, it can really depend on who you're working for. I, um, with the family that I work for with the twins and, um, the two, they have two first graders as well. So the twins are two and then the two, it's kind of like having two sets of twins, but they're not, the other ones are not twins. Um, they, um, traditionally I would say that a household manager usually has, um, some time during the day or during the week where they are working, but children are not around, whether they are at school, whether they at daycare, whether they are at some kind of summer camp or, you know, anything like that. But they usually have working hours where they are still responsible for children, but they are not in the premises. And um, oftentimes they take that time to do their 
quote unquote household manager duties. Um, with the family that I currently work for, I um, the first graders are obviously in school. Well, they were in school, you know. Right. Um, and then the two-year-olds um, are fairly independent, and I don't know if that's because they're twins, and so they always like have a friend to play with, or if like we just did a really good job of developing their independent play skills. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're country kids too, so I can like oh. send them in the backyard and just crack a window, and they stay fairly entertained. So nice. Um, it is. It's it's a I, like if. If you're, if you're not working on independent skills right now, start because yes. whether you're a parent or a nanny or anyone else, like it's, there's uh, my, one of my aunts is a, is a kindergarten teacher. And she told me once there is nothing worse than a new kindergarten who kindergartner who has been entertained for the last five years of their life. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's such a struggle for that child. It's such a struggle for that teacher and, and those parents. And so, yes, we definitely work on independent skills. Um, but with the family that I currently work for, I would say that I'm household manager ish. And um, we have discussed and in, in my contract and, and all those things, we have the intention of turning me into a full-time household manager once those twins go to kindergarten. And so I've been slowly taking on um, household manager duties and roles as the twins have gotten older and they are in, um, they have some class, like we go to a music class and we go to a story time and they have um, swimming lessons and, and stuff like that. And so as I've had that extra time, I've slowly started taking on more and more household responsibilities and um yeah, that's kind of how they would differ. I say, like I, I would say, so a nanny has um, specific jobs that are usually in their contract. Um, and as a household manager, I basically do what I'm told with boundaries, you know, <laughs> like it can look different every day or every season, you know, it can look differently. Um, again, definitely have your boundaries, but um, I, my job is to make their lives easier. And if right. one week that means doing the grocery shopping, then I do the grocery shopping. If the next week it means that I am, you know, inter interviewing people to redo their deck, then that's what I do, you know? And, and I am, we've had very, the family that I work for and I have very good communication. Um, their mom and dad are some of my closest friends and they're very good friends with my boyfriend too, which is great. Um, and, um, but we have really good communication. And so like, if I'm feeling overwhelmed one week or if they're like, Hey, can you get the car's oil changes this week? And I'm like, I can, I like feel comfortable telling them, I just don't have time this week. Like, can right. you do it? Or can we drop the car off somewhere and you can bring me back home? Or can we do it next week? Like how dire is this, you know, stuff like that. So I think that's super important. Um, if you're going to be a household manager or a nanny, you know, it's just right. to make sure that you have those good communication skills and, and that comfort level to say no, or not right now, or, you know, can, can we list all of my responsibilities this week and pick out the priorities because yeah. I am only one person, <laughs> you know, and yeah. sometimes I have four kids, you know? <laughs> so, right. Yeah. I've covered. started during this time of, of, uh, stay at home orders. Mm -hmm. I've started saying, or my nanny mom and I have worked out like, she'll be like, okay, this is like tier three of importance. Yes. Um, yes. Like if you have time today, it would be great if this happened, but also like make it <laughs> yeah. your last thing. <laughs> yeah. Like Katie Leineke says, it's okay to say no. <laughs> yes, it's okay to say no. It's okay to say no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so we've, you know, worked out that system, which been, which has been really helpful of like, yeah. or she'll be like, this is like pretty important. I, I really need for this to happen today. Yeah. Um, and I'll be like, okay, great. Like, and we'll sometimes I'll be like, okay great. Then could you like make sure you're down here around yeah. this time so that I have an extra set of eyes 
Um, or is it okay if you fold the laundry tonight? Yeah. I'll wash it and dry it, but can you take care of that while yeah. I take care of this? Exactly. Yeah. So like yes. I, yes, I really enjoy, work. like, I genuinely feel like a team member in yeah. my family. And I, like, they will ask me, like, do you think we should sign the kids up for this activity? I'm like, they're your kids, but also right. thank you. Like, you know, yeah. for, you know, or the seven-year-old, the oldest boy, he has been interested in karate lately. And she's like, is this a good idea or a bad idea? We don't want to teach him to hit, but like, so I'm like, okay, let's look into this program. Let's, you know, make sure we talk to him about the things that are important with karate and self-defense and, and all these things. And, and, and that worked out really well. Or, you know, last year he was really interested in hockey, but could not barely stand up on ice skates, you know? Right. And so I'm like, hockey is very expensive from what I found. Let's sign up for ice skating lessons this year. And then next year if you're still interested in hockey yeah. let's do hockey you know just because and what a beautiful lesson to teach that child of like mm -hmm. you need to build the foundational skills and like yeah. stay in like if this is something you're interested in then once you have those foundational skills you'll be ready to like flourish in it versus right. like just throwing you in and being right yeah exactly. like, oh they... no yeah. Or like when my two big kids went to kindergarten last year, um, one day they got off the bus and mom and I both happened to be at the bus stop that day. Usually I picked them up from the bus stop, but we happened to go to the bus stop together that day. And, and my six-year-old at the time, you know, fresh kindergartners, they ride on a bus that's K through 12, which sometimes bring home, brings home some yucky things. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, my six-year-old said, you know, what is Fortnite? Fortnite is, sounds cool. My friends talk about Fortnite. And, you know, my boss was like, can you look into this? Tell me if I should let him play this. And I I had no, like, I don't, right. I mean, I knew it was a video game, but I didn't know anything else about it. And she's like, will you look into this for me and let me know if I should decide to let my child use this or not. She's like, his cousins play it, but his cousins are older, but I don't know. And I'm like, okay. And then the next time we talked about it, I'm like, I don't know what Fortnite is. Sounds silly. You know, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. let's wait, let's start with Mario and, you know, move yes. our way. <laughs> yeah. So I'm wondering. <laughs> And this has nothing to do with the topic at hand. So um, fast forward if you want. But okay. I'm I'm wondering if um, they have created like a Fortnite server that's just for like actual kids. Because I know mm -hmm. that they did that with Minecraft. Oh, sure. One of my um, nanny families, the son, who like he builds computers with his dad. Like he's oh, very God. into tech, but like they – they do it in such a great way of like, he really understands like all aspects of it. Yeah. And he wanted desperately to play Minecraft with his friends. And his mom was like, I don't feel comfortable just letting him go on the internet. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And so the dad found, I think the dad or maybe the mom, somebody found like this server that's just for sure. children. Mm -hmm. And like, you have to like certify that. You, the parent has to certify. There's some sort of exactly. vetting yeah. process. There's a, there's a vetting process, which is yeah, so lovely. That's, yeah, that's good to hear. Because he got, so he got a Nintendo Switch for Christmas mm -hmm. this year. And that was another thing where she was like, look into games. Like, I don't right. know which games. And I actually asked it in one of the, the nanny groups online, like, who has a Nintendo Switch and what games do you like? Like, we are a yeah. no guns family. So like, we don't, I mean, we don't yeah. play with squirt guns. We don't play with Is he guns. on Animal Crossing? 
Uh, yes, that was actually one of the big yes. ones that was recommended to us was Animal Crossing. <laughs> I'm not buying a Nintendo Switch just for Animal Crossing, and that's the only game I would really want to play. So um, I'm not in that world, but I'm very um, aware of it and love it. <laughs> yes, yes. I've heard very good things about it. And then we did do like a classic like Mario Kart racing yeah. game. Like we did one of those too. And so far those have entertained him. Like I said, they're country kids. They live on like 25 acres of land. And so we're pretty out outdoors we're we're adventure people for sure um and their kids are very involved in activities too and so we're not often at home like we're right. running around to cub scouts and, and they're very into 4-h and um and stuff like that which has um, been really hard with COVID they're like yeah I'm so bored you know like there's the regular I'm bored but these kids genuinely are bored. like I worry for their social skills and stuff because they're so used to being around other kids constantly. And so, yeah, that's really yeah. hard. So as, as a house manager, mm -hmm. like navigating all of that scheduling mm -hmm. that goes into, um, yes. Yes. So, um, with the kids, yep. So I have a Google calendar set up, especially for the kids. Um, and they have like a certain color on my calendar because I'm mm -hmm. going to be working for two different families soon. And then obviously I have agency stuff that I need to schedule as well. Um, but yes, all of that is in my Google calendar. And I, you know, like I said, they will ask me like, Hey, can I sign them up for this swimming lesson? Because they know that I know what's coming on the right. schedule, you know? Um, and, and that's really wonderful of them to do that. And, Oh, Hey, they want to go to grandma's next Saturday. Is that okay? nope they have basketball camp or whatever you know <laughs> right um and so like I can tell them things like that or they can check the google calendar and figure that out that way too um and so that has been a really wonderful organizational tool for me especially now with the twins getting older and um the older two being a boy and a girl they used to do all of the same activities but they're starting to do maybe it has nothing to do with gender actually they're just getting yeah. older and their interests are becoming different you know for the longest time they were on the same soccer team and they went right. to you know they're both in cub scouts you know they they're cub scouts welcomes girls so they're both in cub like, we asked her if she wanted to do girl scouts and she's like no i want to go camping i'm like sweet like it's yeah. i like taking two kids to the same activity it's a yeah. lot less stressful yeah. so they're both cub scout you know but like as they are getting older she is very into swimming and she did her for, well they both did the competitive swim team this fall um, but she definitely, I feel like had more interest in it and, and, and uh, engaged in it a lot differently than he did. And he is getting very into basketball. And now with the twins, like they're, they turned two this past winter. And so they're getting into more than just ECFE class. You know, we did ECFE since they were born, um, which is a early childhood education class yeah. for those who don't know what ECFE is. Um, but like I said, yeah, they're doing swimming lessons. Now we go to a music class every Wednesday. Um, we do story time at the library. And so just keeping track of all of those things like that itself, I feel like is a job. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but yeah, that is part, that is one of my jobs is to make sure that they're signed up. You know, I sign them up for their activities. I have um, a credit card that's linked to their accounts with my name on it. Otherwise, if I, like I I know where they keep their checkbooks and they're okay with that, <laughs> you know, like that's yeah. Okay. But that credit card trick, I heard about that. Ooh, I don't remember who I was interviewing, but thank mm -hmm. you to whoever it was. Yeah, um, like that's, we did Petty Cash for like my first six months Lisa. and that was fine. And I understand that there is a trust factor that comes with putting an employee on a credit card that, you know, there's a huge trust factor there, but you know, I mean, I make sure that their Minnesota Zoo passes are renewed and their children's museum passes are renewed and, and all that stuff. And, well, and also like, the nice thing about the credit card is that they get, I mean, they can set it up where they get immediate notification of what's mm -hmm. 
being spent on what. So like there's more accountability there. Mm -hmm. And then also it's really easy to shut off a credit card. Like if you spent it on, you know, yeah. Like when I got laid TJ off, Max I was like, yourself. Yeah. yeah. Like when I got laid off, I was like, do you want this back? And they're like, nope, just keep it. Like, we don't know how long this is going to be. So I still have it. And she actually, um, my older, my seven-year-old wears glasses and he broke his glasses over the weekend or over the time that I've been laid off. And, um, she called me and she's like, I don't even know how to order him new glasses. Will you order him new glasses? Yeah. yeah. She's like, I feel like a bad mom. I'm like, no, you're fine. Like you just didn't do it. I did it. I have all the account information and this prescription saved. Like, yep. Uh, she's like, will you order two pairs? I'm like, yep. And I had them shipped <laughs> to their house. So yeah. it's actually good that I kept that credit card. Yeah. And, so. and it is, it's so interesting in the articles that I read in preparing for this episode, it did what I, what I seem to find is that household manager looks different in literally every situation, just like maybe somewhat looks different in every situation. Yes. Like we have placed a household manager a couple of times in my agency. And a lot of my nannies, um, you know, when I post the job and say, Hey, this family is actively interviewing, this is a household manager position. Yes. You will be responsible for childcare, but you are also going to be a household manager and nine times, you know, nine out of 10 of my nannies are like, what's a household manager. And I'm like, I don't know. Like it, it, I don't know how to explain what it is to you. Like you manage a household. You just, you you do what they ask you to make their lives easier, but also have boundaries, which is tricky to explain. You know, I I basically, for the most part with the family that I work for, they understand where I'm coming from. And I, again, I feel like I'm a part of a team. So if I get like an unsavory task some week, I'm like, well, like dig in your heels, chat, you know, jobs, you don't know, you don't only get to do your job when it's fun. And I just do it most of the time. But if they're like, you know, I can't even think of a job that they've asked me to do that I've said no to, but you know, like if they were like to ask me to like scrub a bathroom floors, I mean, and, I, and even I've done that before. Like right. I, I work in a household with three boys, so I have cleaned bathroom <laughs> floors before, you know, yes. but like if it was like every week that was a part of my job, I'd be like, no, like this isn't, you know, I, you, you I, they have a housekeeper, you know, that comes, right. I think it comes every three weeks. Um, but you know, I, I do keep up in between. And like I said, with three boys, two of them being two years old, Sometimes you need to wipe the floor more than once every three weeks. Right. right. And, so. and I think it's, um, I have found it to be mostly taking a lot of that mental workload mm-hmm. off of the parents' plates. So yeah. like all those little things of like, you're getting low on mustard. Mm-hmm. Like, And yep. I know that little Joey loves mustard and like is going to be upset if Mm -hmm. we don't have mustard next week. Or you're running low on laundry detergent. Hey, I noticed their backpack is ripping or, you know, whatever their their winter coat. I've known it's fall. And I noticed that their winter coat is too small. We need to get, you know, or all their sandals are too small from last year or whatever it is, you know, just being aware of those things and keeping up with those things. And sometimes they become your responsibility. And we head to the store and we go buy sandals for all four kids. And sometimes she's like, Nope, I I found a good sale online now and I will order them this year. Okay. Sounds good. You know, whatever. And so it's just, it's like I said, it's a lot of communication and it's a lot of setting up an environment where you are comfortable to say no, if that ever happens or to say, I need a mental day. I need a half day or whatever it is, you know, um, or, you know, I have been into a position where sometimes I, you know, my kids are wonderful independent players and, and there's four of them. And so they, they mostly entertain each other, you know, and with a few like, 
referee moves out of me to keep them in line, you know, but for the most part, they are very good independent players, but there are weeks where I'm like, you know what? I'm not playing with them. And I want to, you know, like I, I can do all of these jobs that you gave me, but I want to play with your kids. And I am just setting those other two up with their homework and walking away. And I'm not actually checking it. Or, you know, we haven't had a play date in two weeks because of, you know, so just being comfortable to say things like that. And I think that is going to be one of the best things that you can do as a household manager or a nanny, you know, is just setting yourself up for an environment and having the communication skills to, 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 you know, communicate what your needs are and what, you know, you are looking for in a, in a job and, and things like that. So, yeah. And, and so I guess my question for nannies listening who are nannies and Mm -hmm. are hearing this and are like, I feel like I might already be a household manager and not getting, (laughs) not getting paid as a household manager Mm -hmm. or that sounds like something I'd be really good at. Mm -hmm. How do I break into that? So let's answer the first one first. If you are listening and you're like, Ooh, wait, (laughs) I think I do all of those things. (laughs) I I do all of those things. And I'm, I'm considered a nanny. Um, what is, what is like the pay difference between a nanny versus a household manager? Sure. So pay is another one. That's a really hard question to answer. Just like what is a household manager? You know, there's so many factors that go into pay. Um, and the way that I set up my rates might be different than the way that you set up your rates, you know, um, with the family that I work for, I again have four children that I'm taking care of. And then I factored in, um, you know, we talked about my responsibilities when I, um, uh, first contracted with them and, and I, I factored in a little bit more than just the four children that I, I, I charge my child when I set up my rates. And so I, fa- I factored in a couple extra dollars for the household responsibilities that were listed at the time. And throughout my two and a half years with them, I have had um, increased benefits with them and I have had increased, uh, I've had, I've had raises and bonuses for them as well. And that has been sufficient for me with right. my responsibilities slowly increasing. I, with the twins only being two right now and not being in school full-time, I wouldn't consider myself a full-time household manager right now. Right. Um, but again, I know that I'm going to be moving into that position and it, where, you know, the transition is going to be slow and I prefer it that way, actually, you know, rather than to just wake up yeah. one day and have a whole new responsibility <laughs> list, you know. Um, but with um, the things that I put in place from the beginning, you know, going over, you know, having a yearly review and, you know, asking for things that those yearly reviews to reflect the responsibilities that I have gained over the past year, that has been sufficient for me. Um, now, if I was going into a role from the get as a household manager, um, that would be a little bit different, I think. Um, and I mean, again, it, did, it does really depend on who you're working for. I mean, there's household managers out there who make six figures, you right. know, and they are HR systems of families. Basically, they schedule, yeah. you know, they they schedule staff. They, you know, gardeners and housekeepers and cooks and and nanny. You know, maybe they're a household manager and they have a nanny underneath them, like that right. happens, too, or a team of nannies underneath them. You know, that's that's a thing too. And you know, sur- supervising maintenance projects and, and you know, there's so many other things um, that nanny or that household managers can do. And in that case, um, I would definitely reevaluate how I was paid, you know, in comparison to what I charge as a nanny slash household manager right now. Um, And so again, you'd have to, I mean, just like with a nanny, you'd have to look at your 
um, community and and your your um, uh, the the need for household managers in that um, um, that uh, area of the world and um, the demand and, and all those things. And so, um, again, I can't like throw out a number and say, oh, right. if you're a household manager, you need to raise your, raise your hourly rate by $5. You know, right. you, you just, just like with a nanny rate, you have to be comfortable with what you're charging and definitely look at what other people are charging and, and, you know, talk to agency owners when in your, in your area and talk to other nannies and household managers in your area, or even like in other areas that are similar to yours, you know, like I would say that Minneapolis St. Paul is probably similar pay, pay range to Chicago, you know, for um, those positions. And so, um, yeah, definitely do a lot of research and, 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 um, make sure that it's something that you're comfortable with. And yeah, there's, it's, there's not, sorry, I have terrible answers for all your questions. Yeah, because it is, it is so, so in the, I found an article on care.com that, Mm -hmm. um, that, talked about true household manager where you're in charge of the nanny like you're not Mm -hmm. nannying you're in charge of a staff yeah that um you're basically an hr person for a family yeah that um in that position they talk about on care.com that the salary ranges between 50 thousand and a hundred thousand plus that's that's kind of what i found during my research for this as well and so just like Thinking about that, I also found this just kind of cool fact is that the term certified house manager was created by Mary Louise Starkey um, of Starkey International Institute in 1981. So, oh, interesting. Oh, 81. That's a long right? time ago. <laughs> yeah, but like also kind of not as long, because I guess before that, like when I think about like Downton Abbey, right? Yeah. <laughs> like before that, it was just like called something different, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I just thought that. Well, was and like you said, I feel like there are a lot of nannies out there who are doing household manager-ish things and just not realizing it. Like that can yeah. be, you know, whether they agreed to it from the beginning or if job creep got them, you know, either yeah. way, you know. Which we have an episode about job creep that mm-hmm. you can go listen to. But also- and your, ba- your boundaries episode oh, is wonderful boundaries. as well. Yes. So, yeah. um, but also thinking about if you are hearing this and you're like, okay, I'm doing some household manager stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm not managing a staff, but I am like doing grocery the grocery shopping, shopping and, and like yeah, I like, make the list every week and things like mm-hmm. that. That's something to think about at that annual or biannual, or, or you know, yeah, people, yeah. yeah, I, with my agency, when I place a nanny through my agency, I recommend, um, a review after, so we have a 90 day trial period, which usually they get together and do like a mini, like not a formal right. review, but I recommend a formal review after six months and then yearly after that. Right. And, and that has been, I mean, I, again, and then if, if you set up yourself in an, in an, a working environment where you can come to your employers and talk to them, if there's been a problem, it, you don't have to wait for an interview. Like if there's right. a problem, but your anniversary isn't for another nine months, don't wait nine months to talk about it, you right. know, cause then everybody's frustrated and, and, or they have no clue that you've been upset for the last nine months and right. that's not communication on your part. And so, you know, yeah, that's, I feel like, I mean, annual reviews are a good choice and a, definitely a good thing to do, but if you set yourself up for, um, it, you set yourself up in that environment and, and have good communication styles from the get, then um, annual reviews are usually like cracking a bottle of wine and just going over your contract. Right, right. But <laughs> I do feel like it gives, you, it gives you some in, um, 
extra like leverage at Mm -hmm. that annual contract to be like, I, I think that I deserve a raise because Mm -hmm. of this, this, and this. And yeah. Oh, and that's why it's so valuable to have a contract with your responsibilities listed in it as well, because then at that annual review, you can go through it and say, Hey, these are all the responsibilities that we agreed to 12 months ago. And this is what I actually do. So one, we need to update our contract and maybe we need to go and look at my compensation as well to reflect the added responsibilities, you know? So, um, that's another thing that, I mean, one of your questions that you sent me was about job creep and how do you prevent that? And, you know, when you're in a position that I just described as you do what you're asked to do, like that, that, you know, you have to also have boundaries though. And, and that was one of my big things is have a contract with your responsibilities listed. You know, if your job is to keep up maintenance on the family vehicles, put that in there. What does maintenance mean? Are you getting oil changes? Are you getting tire rotations? Are you, you know, changing batteries? Are you know, what you are not, you know, scheduling for other people to do that. You're not a mechanic. Don't do that. (laughs) But, you know, but you know, yeah, like that, I mean, have all of those things listed. It seems tedious and time consuming and it is tedious and time consuming, but it's so, so worth it in the long run. Um, When I'm talking to clients and, and nannies who work for my agency, I always tell them that contracts are something that I spend a ton of time and I have spent a a lot of money on because we have a legal team and our legal team has provided us with our contracts that we use through our agency to make sure that they are legally sound. There's something I spend a ton of time and money on and I hope that I never have to use. Right, right. But if I need it, like I am not going to walk on a tightrope without a net underneath me. No matter how good of a tightrope walker I am, I'm not going to do that, you know, or the slack lining, the people who do that without the ankle thing, like you're crazy. Like, no, yes. you get the ankle thing, you know? So, and we have, I mean, with the family that I'm with right now, like we have a contract and we have um, a great communication environment and both with mom and with dad, like, and the kids even, you know, I can say, Hey, or they can come to me and say, Hey, Alicia, you haven't played with me in three days. And I can be like, you know what? You're right. I haven't <laughs> played with you in three days. I'm going to set down this laundry and let's go build some Legos or, you know, or yeah. let's read some Harry, my first graders were reading Harry Potter right now. Oh, and they it. will like call me out if I don't read to them in so many days. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, we yeah. need to know what happens next, you know, and I like forbid their parents from showing them the movies until I've read them the books. So <laughs> their dad's like, can't we just show them the movies? I'm like, don't you dare. Like, <laughs> No. <laughs> yes. And so, and so, yeah, like they can, I mean, even though I have set up that environment, we have referenced my contract, my contract several times that are not at my annual reviews throughout the years, just because sometimes we're like, do I get paid for Memorial day? What about Columbus day? That's a weird holiday. Is that in there? We don't, we don't remember. Or like yeah. maybe she remembers it differently than I remember it. Okay. That's why we have it and write it, you know, okay. or like we go through and we say, you know, oftentimes like with my agency, I'm dealing with um, either very pregnant or freshly postpartum parents. And like, you don't remember stuff six months down the line, no. especially when you're in that headspace, you know? Um, and so to have it in writing is so important as well so that you can say, nope, look, you, we have it written down that I get a bonus at the end of every year or whatever you're, you know, yeah. um, talking about. And so, yeah, I think all of those things are super important. And, and even if you, like I said, have a, um, great working environment and you have a great relationship with your parent, with your nanny parents, like that's all the more reason to have a contract in my opinion, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And anyone who is any on either side, anyone who's resistant to a contract, 
there's red flag a reason yeah, yes it's a red huge flag. red flag yeah um, if it's just because you don't want to do it and it's time consuming that's fine i am an agency owner yeah. i will do it for you yeah <laughs> there are and there are tons to of resources yeah yeah um, absolutely also a thing that i found about household managers is that it's a really wonderful way to keep a nanny in children's lives once yeah. they start going to school yeah, so absolutely. So like I said, with the family that I work for, their kids are very involved in activities and their parents are both business owners. And so um, their mom works at her job. Um, she teaches, she owns a dog kennel. So they do grooming, training, boarding. Um, and then she also breeds and shows dogs as well. Um, and so a lot of her time is spent uh, when she works for the kennel, she is doing the training classes. She's obviously a certified groomer and stuff like that, but she has staff that does those things. Um, and her passion lies in teaching. And so dog training classes are usually four, five, six, seven o'clock at night. And that's when kids activities are too. <laughs> and so that is one of the reasons I have a job. <laughs> yes. Yes. So um, because of that, I will, um, continue working for them even after the twins are in school, you know, um, and for them to have that backup for when the kids are not in school for the summers, for Christmas break, for spring break, you know, for, for all of worldwide pandemics. Yes. For worldwide pandemics and social distancing and, <laughs> or when the kids are sick or, you know, right. anything like that, you know, I, I find it, I have had nannies who, you know, work split shifts, not that work for me, but I have nanny friends who work split shifts and they don't get paid for that time in the middle, but then they're expected to work if a child gets sick or it's spring break or whatever. And I'm like, you should be, be paid for that time because that time is not yours in right. that case. Yeah. And transitioning into a household role, our household manager role is a really good way to justify, help justify to the parents paying you for that time. Right. Um, and to, you know, add value to what you already provide to that family as well. And so that's a, you know, a really great thing to have. Um, they're um, both my, the, both of the parents um, of that family are, um, like I said, they, they own their own businesses and their businesses are constantly expanding and they've been very successful, which is wonderful as well. But it also takes a lot of time, you know, and, and they, and they're very, they're both and very mental passionate. workload. Like, yes. And they're business. both very passionate about their industries as well, which is, which is cool to hear like dog showing like when they yeah. first told I'm like don't worry I'm a dog person no big deal but then like last summer we had 17 puppies in the house at one time that sounds like, <laughs> like okay dream. keep everybody alive you know <laughs> yeah. like, you know and so and and this past year she took two of her dogs to Westminster like she's not like she's a like she's big in the dog showing world and so like it's just been it's just been a, a it's been a wonderful thing for me to learn about, about in their industries, you know, and it's been, I think, a wonderful thing for them to learn about my industry and have them come at me with so much respect for something they knew nothing about before they hired me. So right. um, it's been a really good exchange of education in that way as well. So yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of um, anything else that a nanny who's listening who might be thinking they want to break into the world of house management. Um, um, so if you wanted to, you know, bridge yeah. the gap between being a nanny and a house manager, or, you know, you're dreading the idea of your youngest child going to your youngest nanny child going to kindergarten in the fall and having to look for a new job. Um, this is definitely something that I have brought up to, um, 
my, my clients from my agency that are like, I have had people call me and say, Hey, we're looking for a nanny after school from four to five 30. Okay. Nobody is going to take a <laughs> right. job for an hour and a half every day. Yeah. Like no matter how much I think you're a cool family, like that's a waste of the nanny's time for that. Unless right. you're paying 50 bucks an hour, like that's a waste of the nanny's time, you know? And so that's kind of how I have introduced um, the idea of household management to a lot of my clients. Okay. The kids get off the bus at three 30. Why don't you have your nanny start at noon? and then she's working noon to six every day instead of just that little hour and a half, two hours, you know, and then she can provide all this value to your family um, or he, he or she, sorry, um, can provide all this value to your family. And that's kind of how I quote unquote sell it, you know, to some of those, some of those clients of mine. Um, and, and telling them like, Hey, would you, how would you feel if your boss called you and told you to come in for an hour and a half? You'd be annoyed, you know, like, but if you can provide this value and you can, um, do things for parents that they don't have to do when they get home from work. then, you know, parents have so few waking hours with their children Monday through Friday. And for them to be able to spend time with their children and sitting down to dinner and doing homework with them and having a movie night versus worrying about laundry and taking the dog to the vet and, you know, school clothes shopping and all of those things. I think that's, I mean, that's a, unimaginable that value to a lot of families, you know? Right. Um, and so that's kind of how I have like sold it to the, to families. And so if you're a nanny, um, that is, you know, potentially going to be, you know, leaving your family or you've talked about, you know, okay, we'll have you until the kids go to kindergarten, introducing the idea that way, I think is a really good way, um, to get the family on board, um, and to, to describe the value of it. And then you're also going to want to make sure that it is going to be a good fit for you because, um, you know, you, I've had, I've had nannies that are like, Oh, I hate cleaning up after mom and dad. Well, as a household manager, that is your job, you know? So you have to be okay with that or like, Oh, they're, they're, you know, they don't take care of their own vehicles and I have to, you know, whatever. Well, that as a household manager, that is your job. And so if you have that attitude about it, it's probably not a good industry for you. But, um, you know, as a household manager want, like we talked about it 95 times already, you know, having good communication skills, um, and, and being self-motivated is another really good skill. Um, and being willing to take initiative is another really good skill. Um, yeah, getting out in front of the family's needs is yep, important. Yep. And, and, and seeing something before it's a problem and yes. addressing it, you know, yes. um, and, and, and I've never really had an issue. Like if I see a problem, I try to solve it usually, right. but making sure that you're not stepping on toes while you're solving that problem is key as well. Like I said, those communication skills are going to be key. Um, having the knowledge and the skills to work with the technologies like um, Google calendars and um, being able to like, Hey, my daughter is interested in gymnastics. Can you find a good program? Okay. Do you know how to research gymnastics programs and find out what is and what is a good program? Like being right. able to ask, what are you looking for in a gymnastics program? What budget are we working with? You know, what days of the week are we, how interested in is it? Does she just like doing somersaults or is she like wanting to be a competitive gymnast? Cause right. that's a different thing. You know, right. um, did she just watch stick it and now she's into it or, you know, like, you know, right. Right. or like, you know, so just being able to know those questions and do that kind of research, um, um, 
effectively is, is going to be key or, you know, like one of the other things we talked about is like supervising household stuff, like household projects and stuff. So, you know, if they come at you and say, Hey, we want to dig an in-ground pool. Will you look at people for us to interview to do that job? Do you know how to do that? Right. You know, <laughs> like, cause that yeah. is an adult skill, you know? Yeah. And also, um, skills in the kitchen because a Absolutely. lot of times yep. household managers are expected to grocery shop, meal plan, meal mm-hmm. prep, sometimes cook the meals so and, like, and know what their values are in the kitchen you know are they a vegan family are they a plant or you know are they a whole foods family are right. they they don't they eat box macaroni and cheese every day like you know yeah. all of those things are Do fine the kids knowing, eat the same thing as the adults or different things yes adults, yes things like and that. and you know is are you a short order cook like that's right. another thing you know yeah. like yeah are, are there you know as a nanny i always ask about children's allergies as a household manager you need to make sure and ask about adult allergies mm-hmm. as well i mean i would ask about that as a nanny i think yeah. too just to make sure that i'm not bringing eggs right. into the you know the family with the two moms that i'm working for right now um mommy is very 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 allergic to eggs um and so that was when especially when i moved into their house that was a good thing for oh, me gosh, to know yeah. because you know they can't even have anything that has eggs in it you know they have right. to read the ingredients on their bread and on their pasta and on things like that. So that you wouldn't even think about, but you know, yeah, just asking about things like that or preferences. Like I, you know, I don't like mushy food or I don't, I like my vegetables super crunchy or whatever it is, you know? Um, so yeah, just having the skills to ask all of those questions to prevent yourself from having problems. (laughs) Um, obviously, um, time management and, and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, being able to organize activities, like that's going to be a super good skill, I think, for a household manager to have. And then just leadership skills. I mean, I feel like being a household manager is such a weird thing because my employers are my bosses, but they're constantly asking me for my advice and my permission to do things, you know, which is a weird dynamic, I feel like, in an employer-employee relationship. But being comfortable in that is important, you know, for, you know, to shove your shoulders and say, I don't know. Well, you're not doing your job then, you know? And I mean, it's okay to say, I don't know, but know how to learn, you know, figure it out, research, whatever they're asking you to do or, you know, so, so yeah, I think just that, that, like I said, those communication skills and that willingness to take an initiative and self-motivation while respecting whatever the, you know, the traditions and customs are within their household. um, I think those are all the really good, if you want to be a household manager, those are the skills that you're going to need to be comfortable with and, and hone, you know? So, yeah. And I do, I really appreciate your point too, about if you really lean into the household manager part be aware of what you might be sacrificing on the childcare side mm-hmm, and just absolutely. like knowing that and also checking in with the parents about like, I'm still putting your children first. Like if you're a household yep. manager that is also a nanny being saying, you know, when the kids are home, then my household manager stuff might fall to the side because your children yep. are the most important part to me Yeah, versus I mean- like a household manager that is just a household manager and is in yep. charge of nannies, then that wouldn't be true. That would be different. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, there were times where I, you know, the twins are getting their molars this week. I'm sorry. Laundry yeah. did not get done. Right. You know, like it's washed and dried. You can either leave it on their dresser and I'll do it on Monday. You can have me stay late because I am a legally paid hourly employee and yep. I'm happy to stay late and fold that laundry, or you can do it yourself this weekend. But again, like I said, setting up that communication environment where you are comfortable 
you know, explaining that to them and knowing that they're going to receive it. Uh, you know, maybe they're a little frustrated, but they're not going to be right. upset with you because, you know, I, I don't know if I could work for somebody who is upset with me for putting their children first, you know, right. Like, right. You know but, but I have had clients like that, that are like, yes. we pay her extra to do the laundry and the laundry didn't get done this week. Well, your kid had a hard week, you know, yeah. like, or, you know, like that's, I, I try to make sure and explain that to clients. And, you know, when I'm interviewing for any positions for myself, you know, my job is to put your children first. You know, yes, my job is to help out you and make your job easier as a parent when you come home at the end of the day, but that is second to the safety and care and health of your children. Mm -hmm. And if we're not on the same page about that, then this is not a good fit for me, you know? Right. Um, and, and so that very clearly communicating that in interviews and, you know, in those initial uh, first conversations and in contracts and stuff like that is so, so, so important. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, and I, I guess nannies, like we are people, please, we take care of people for a living, you know? Right. And so when I don't get the laundry done or the rugs don't get vacuumed that week, I already feel badly enough about <laughs> it without them being upset with me, yep. you know? Yep. So, or, you know, like we've had, like we live in Minnesota. And so like right now, like when we get a 65 degree day, we drop everything <laughs> and we go outside, yes. <laughs> especially right now in the spring yeah. chat, you know, we, and, and, and to have parents that understand that and find value in that is the is important for me, you right. know, just having those same, uh, priorities, you know, that I have as their nanny for them to have as their, uh, you know, as parents is, is important. So, yeah. So just like we say all the time on almost every episode of this communication is key. It is, it is. Yeah. And, and building up that communication environment is yeah. key too. It's, it's one thing to be a good communicator, but it's also, uh, I think almost more important to be good at receiving communication. Mm -hmm you know, and, and listening to understand versus listening to respond, you know, yes. and that's, that's just so important. So, yes, 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 yes. Mm -hmm. Um, and this doesn't really have anything to do with household managers, but a little <laughs> bit to do with communication. Um, if you are listening to this and you have not yet listened to Brene Brown's podcast, unlocking us, like, do go please listen to it. She has a two-part series with Harriet Lerner, um, who's an amazing uh, psychologist who um, about how to apologize, the heartfelt apology. Mm -hmm. And I think as nannies, that is really helpful. So I just, like, like I said, yeah, it has nothing no. really to do with this episode, but I just listened to it and it like, rocked my world. So I wanted to share that. Yep, absolutely. And I've listened, I, I probably haven't listened to that exact one, but, but knowing how to apologize as an adult to another adult, knowing how to apologize as an adult to a child, which unfortunately is very rarely done, uh -huh. you know, but it's, I, I do mess up. Like, yeah. and, and I, I want one, I want them to, I want to show them that it's okay to not be perfect because my five-year-old that I'm taking care of right now in, in my, um, my, with my temp family, um, she has had meltdowns over art projects, not being quote unquote perfect. And yeah. so that's something that we're working on. And, and we made brownies a couple of weeks ago and they did not turn out. <laughs> they didn't, they tasted really good. We chopped them up and ate them, but they did not look anything like brownies. And, and like, so that's kind of what I like to use to remind her, like, it's, it's okay not to be perfect. And, and wasn't it more fun when we were not perfect and, right. and, you know, things like that. And, oh, if something doesn't look the way that you want it to, let's work on working, you know, getting yeah. it to the way that you want it to look, you know, I mean, my whole nanny career was an accident. <laughs> 
Right. <laughs> here I am yeah. as an agency owner, you know, so yeah, and, sure. and accidents and, and mistakes and, and missteps can be wonderful. And teaching that to kids is, is such a valuable thing, I feel like, especially with this upcoming generation. So Yes. So just throwing that out there. Um, if uh, people are listening and want to learn more about you or get in contact with you, where can they do that? Yeah. So um, again, my agency is is called Nannies of the North. Um, we do have a website that is currently being worked on as much as I, you know, <laughs> like to nag about yeah. that. Like I said, my boyfriend is the one building our website, but um, it is currently being worked on, but we do have a, um, a communication uh, form on there. So if you are interested, you can still go to our website and you will see a beautiful photo of the children that I care for. Um, and then that contact form and that will come straight to my email. I mean, and that website is just www. Um, nanniesofthenorth.com. Great. Um, and it's and that, down in the show notes. So do not yeah. fear if you, yes, if you, yes. um, the show notes are so valuable. The day that yeah. I found the show notes, I was like mind blown. Like, <laughs> yeah. Cause I always listen to you while I'm driving too. Right. Like, it was, so many was, people do, or like while you're doing dishes and you can't like, you're yes. like, I don't want to dry my hands. And yes, yes. Or while you're, you know, my kids know you, I mean, um, I actually, my, my six-year-old, um, whose mother passed away when she was um, quite young, for her art project for first grade this week, she was. Um, it was to make a card for Mother's Day, and mm. and her teacher told her, you know, you can make a card for any anybody, you know, your aunt or your grandma or you know any woman in your life that you love and helps take care of you, and um, you want to say thank you to. And this child made me a Mother's Day card, oh. and I am not emotionally equipped to handle it. <laughs> I was not emotionally so sweet. And in her Mother's Day card, she wrote how much she loves Spy Days. Oh. And, <laughs> and when you come back and be my nanny again, can we please do another Spy Day? Oh, they love, love Spy Days. Spy Days so fun. You have I to love listen to that Day. episode. Stop what you're doing. Listen to it. It's a great episode and a great activity. Um, so yes, I thought I would tell you that too. That oh, was just, I should send you a picture of the card. It's got her name. I would and stuff love on that. It. I would really love but that. Yeah, it was just so sweet. And <laughs> so yes. But anyway, so yes, um nannies of the um www.nanniesofthenorth.com. Um my business email is just staff S-T-A-F-F at Nannies of the North. Um we have a Facebook business page. You can message me through that. Um we have an Instagram page, you can message me through that. Um, I, yeah, there's a million, well, I'm a millennial, so there's yeah. a million ways to <laughs> Yeah, so, wonderful. Yeah. And um, even if you are not in the Minnesota area and you just are interested in the nanny industry, you're looking, you're interested in hiring a nanny, you're interested in being a nanny yourself and, um, you don't know where to start or you, you want to make sure that you treat your nanny well, or, or how do I even get into the idea of payroll? Please call me like that. That is my whole goal is not to, I mean, obviously my goal as a business is to make money, but you know, as a bigger goal, like I said earlier, is to educate the world about the nanny industry and the standards and the laws that are within our industry. And so um, I can make sure that families are getting everything that they need and that nannies are being well cared for as well. So. Yeah. And that's so wonderful. And it is something that I love about our industry is that we are an industry of helpers. And so we are, we um, are. Yes. I feel like if you are, are out there listening and you're, you're feeling um, like you want to ask questions, there's lots of good options, but um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. When I come home and celebrate pooping in the potty, my boyfriend yes. is not nearly as excited as my nanny friend. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I need my nanny friends for that. <laughs> I had a, a, a really um, 
bad diaper the other day and and oh, no one God. but my nanny friends <laughs> were willing to hear about it um, much that makes me wretch but every once in a yeah. while <laughs> yep um so uh wonderful well with that we um we end each episode with a fun cute story yeah and Alicia yeah, has so- brought one um, yeah, so my kids, my older two, um, my six and seven year old, currently six and seven year old, um, when I they first started, um, something that's super important to me is swimming lessons. And so when I got sort of put in charge of um, their activities, that was a big one that I, I kind of, I mean, they were already in like community ed swimming lessons, but they weren't you know, being taught a lot. And it was more of an activity than a learning skill and living in Minnesota, like, you know, their sister or, you know, mom's sister lives on a lake and and with four kids. And they talked about putting in an in-ground pool. Like I need you to, to be able to swim on your own. If you fall in, I need you to be able not to die. (laughs) And so that was something that was really important to me. And I used to teach as a, uh, as a swim teacher at a school, at a, at a private swim school. And so I started signing them up for swimming lessons there. And when my twins were super little, um, we used to, I had the, the two older kids went to swimming lessons in the same class at the same time. And they were little enough that they could use the same locker room, even though one of them's a boy and one of them's a girl. It wasn't yeah. a huge deal with the swimming lesson. And, and so I would get them out of the pool, get them showered on the deck or whatever. And then I would bring them to the locker room, set them up with their clothes and have them, cha- and then I would leave and they would change and come out and I would get the babies in their car seats. And, and that was kind of our routine when we went to swimming lessons. And and the locker room opens right into the lobby. So if you walk out of the locker room, everybody in the lobby sees you. And so I have, a, I have a, he was a six-year-old boy and a five-year-old girl at the time. And they were both in like this family locker room or whatever changing. And all of a sudden my six-year-old boy walks out of the locker room, butt naked mm-hmm. and screams, you know, my, my sister, he said her name, you know, my sister says that only girls can have panties, but I want my underwear to be called panties too. And I don't care that I'm a boy and I want to have panties. <laughs> and I was like, oh my heaven. Like, first of all, I work here, you know, <laughs> so this is double embarrassing. Yep. And I've got one baby under each arm, so I can't go handle this. <laughs> I'm like, go in the bathroom and put whatever you want to call your undergarments on your body. <laughs> And so, yes, that is, that is something that he is, he's almost eight now. And that still gets brought up almost every swimming lesson. You know, Hey buddy, you got your panties on today? And he's like, sure do. I'm like, yeah, you call them whatever you want. Just don't come out there on your body. (laughs) So yes, that was so cute. (laughs) I'm like, you can, I don't, I don't, I call them underpants. Like when I talk to kids, I call them underpants because that's just what I call them. And I I don't love the word panties. Yeah, I don't either. But you know, that's what I think it was important to him though. Yes. And he's, you know, she says that only girls can have panties, but I want to have panties too. And I'm like, dude, just go put them on. (laughs) I don't care what you call them. Yeah. So funny. I yes. love that. I, I know. I was like racking my brain for a good, I'm like, I've got so many with those I know. kids. Like, I, you know, and with the kids before and now with my triplets, I'm sure that I will have plenty more good yeah. stories. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was one that popped in my brain right away. I'm like, oh, I love the panties story. That's oh, a good one. <laughs> that is. That's very good. Well, yeah. thank you so much, Alicia. I really, really yeah, appreciate thank you for having me. I, I have been looking forward to for a household management management um, episode from you for a while, and how wonderful for me to be a part of it. Yes, <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. Um, and thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Chronicles of Nania is produced and hosted by Martha Reddick. Artwork by Noni Amadon. Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudio.com. 
Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nannia and on Twitter at Nannia Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnannia at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.